This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My top tip, not all gifts have to be for others. Treat yourself. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Most adults smile an average of 20 times a day. Make that 21 for someone you love with the perfect bottle from Total Wine & More. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Total Wine & More. Cheers. I asked you a question. Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. And welcome to episode 46. And today I got a special guest on the Madhouse. He wanted to come on, talk a little bit about uh the situations with LEMCs and how about they're not all the same. I got Tom on with uh, Filthy Screws, LEMC. He is with a club that's only correction officers, most working at max- maximum uh, security joints out of New York. How you doing, Tom? Good, James. Thanks for having me on. Man, no problem, man. Uh, you know, when you contacted me, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how LEMCs are not all the same and getting into uh, some of the issues that you feel that the rest of the motorcycle club community ain't seeing from your perspective. And as everybody knows, insane uh, throttle and motorcycle madhouse always gives both sides of the fence to, uh, you know, let them tell their side of the story. So, here we go. How you doing, man? Let's get going. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I listen to your show, and I, I enjoy it, and I enjoy what you're, what you're doing. And um, I think it's important uh, what you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, it seems like all the, you know, all the press thrown LEMC's way is all negative, and it's uh, kind of painting, painting them all with the same brush. And mm-hmm. uh, even if, you know, I mean shit happens and um with all clubs that's mm-hmm. uh that, you know that's not not the best but i just wanted to talk a little bit about our club and that there's other clubs out there that um that you know that basically they're different they're they're you know I'm, we're a corrections officer club um mm-hmm. i mean you got 911 dispatcher clubs out there you got mm-hmm. you know you got different clubs out there so to paint all of them with the with the same brush, um, you know, isn't good. So now, I wanted to talk about our club a little bit. 
Now, when you say paint them all with the same brush, what what are you talking about right there? What uh, you know? Let's zero in on what you're uh, you know. Okay, well, let's, let's zero in this, on what you're trying to say right there. Yeah, well, some of the stuff you hear a lot is you know, um, you guys want to uh, bust us Monday through Friday, and then you want to be us on the weekends. Well, you know, mm-hmm. being corrections officers, we don't bust anybody, mm-hmm. and. We're not trying to be anybody. Um, right. You know, Do you we wear, wear a three-piece uh, patch? No. No, we don't. Um, okay. Is yours a one-piece or a two-piece? It's like a two-piece. It's uh, There's no territory uh, bottom rocker on it. Um, mm-hmm. We got we got LE on our back. We don't got MC on our back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that just by trying to do some research on my own, trying to figure out, you know, what to do. But there's a lot of... LEMCs out there that think that's what they're supposed to do because, you know, can't sit down with the dominant to figure out what we should and shouldn't do, right? So, mm-hmm. um... Have but, you been yeah, leader dominant in your area? No, no. It, I, you know, it's something that's pretty much not possible, so... Um, mm-hmm. But we, you know, we're... we're um, my club is all about riding, you know, brotherhood, mm-hmm. partying, um... And you know, jobs like police, corrections, military, jobs that have a higher rate of PTSD, I think, um, are finally figuring out that riding a motorcycle really helps that man. You know, and, and that's something the World War II vets even knew way back right. when. It's like it's like meditative therapy, and I think that's why you're seeing so many LEMCs pop up, and they're just mm-hmm. going to continue to grow. You know, right. Now, you know, I know most of the problems out there now everybody knows with me and uh, <laughs> Cop Cubs <laughs> and Leos. Uh, my biggest thing is, like you just said, you know, you want to bust this 9 to 5, and next thing you know, uh, you know, you want to run around being outlaw bikers. And there's been incidences that's popped up, uh, especially in uh, my hometown of Chicago, where one of these LEMCs uh, went into a, a bar. They weren't wearing the LE. They were wearing just an MC patch. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, they're messing around with the locals, and a fight, you know, breaks out, and, you know, they start getting whooped on. Next thing you know, the badges come out. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's a big issue right there, for one. It's not only confusing the public, but, you know, it's blurring the lines that was always held since, you know, the early days in the club scene where we each knew our side of the aisle that we were on, and we never would cross that aisle. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of these, uh, you know, civilian clubs. you got a lot of these pop-ups like uh, Iron Lake you see out there taking in law enforcement and causing all kinds of issues on the street, and they wonder why, you know, nobody likes the LEMCs or they don't like them. Uh, because we have always had that, you know, tradition of everybody staying on their side of the fence. And I wonder what you would think of that. Well, um, as far as the, the local club that in your area, you know, I don't know the specifics of that, but I'll just speak um, hypothetically generally about it is, you know what, we're not trying to be anything. We're not. We got LE on our back. And mm-hmm. um, we're not. You know, we're not trying to be something we're not, but right. we do have we do have a club because you know riding helps 
Um, mm-hmm. riding, well, riding it helps with, with the P- it helps with the P- PTSD and stuff like that. I understand, and I'm also uh, you know quite surprised that you only have a two piece, or you know, because when I was you know when I talk, I always say, okay, if an LEMC is going to have a club. Stay away from the three-piece patch, you know, because that's always been, you know, where the protocol falls in. That's been our side of the fence, you know. The one- and two-piece stuff, that never really bugged me. It's Mm -hmm. the club go out there with the three-piece patches that really, you know, bug me right there because, like I said, all kinds of situations pop off, and then they refer back to, you know, hey, I'm this and I'm that. You know, that's what is really upsetting that club scene. So if you go one or two piece patch, hey, you're saying, okay, we got a club, we know who we are, mm-hmm. and we're not crossing over into your traditions. We're not trying to step on your toes. And right. a lot of a lot of LEMCs know that. You know, they you know, they're high on their horse because of the badges and stuff. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these MC clubs, for example, you got a guy out there named Brian Erlacher. Now he mm-hmm. runs LawAbidingBiker.com, and he's going out there. Their club out of Yakima, Washington, whatever they call it, uh, wear a three-piece patch, and he is out there broadcasting on his YouTube on his podcast that hey, we're the 99 percenters, and anybody who's in the one percenter clubs or anybody who's a part of the confederation of clubs are all criminals. And that mm-hmm. kind of burns people's ass right there. <laughs> yeah. It isn't. You know, most people in one percent are clubs, and most people in the confederation of clubs have nothing to do at all with crime. Yeah, and you know what? Um, that's kind of the sentiment out there. Um, just like, you know, I'm calling in because um, all LEMCs are getting painted in the same brush. The same thing's happening with one percenters. Um, mm-hmm. I've met a well, couple. Let me take it. Let me let me not to interrupt. Let me take it to a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the max joint, and I'm sure you got some bikers behind there. Now, how can I ask you this here without you having to put in? I'll just you know generalize it. You got bikers behind the joint, but mm-hmm. do you see masses of them? No, no, I don't. I don't see masses of them. You know, is it, you know, a situation where you might have, you know, one, you probably have them from all different groups because you're in a max joint, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't see, you know, hundreds of bikers in, in the joint right now. No, not at all. And that's where communication and education on both sides, you know, um, communication is mm-hmm. always helpful. And I don't understand mm-hmm. all the, all the, animosity and, 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 you know, and the propaganda and all that on both sides. Um, Mm -hmm. When I started reaching out and figuring out um, what to do about this club and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go out and be, you know, be a bunch of dicks and and just do whatever we want and have no regard for for, Mm -hmm. uh, club tradition. And, you know, I met a couple. I met a couple one percenters and they were, you know, genuine good dudes. And I consider them friends, and uh, mm-hmm. they're not criminals, you know. So I know, you know, I I know what you're saying, and it goes both ways with painting that brush, and mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, 
I think communication, you know, would be good. And maybe getting some, some of these LEs in the COC so there's communication. Because I, I think a lot of these guys are younger guys that are, are starting these clubs, and they think that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to put the patch on, you know, a three-piece patch on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't, even, I don't even know if they know because there's no communication, mm. you know. Right. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. No, not all one percenters are criminals by any stretch, and they're not, I'm, you know, my joint isn't filled with, uh, with one percent motorcycle, uh, club mm. members. That's for sure. Right. Well, let me ask you another thing, and I want you to, you know, you know, cause this is the first, well, the second time because I actually had a sheriff come on and, uh, debate with me. Uh, mm. this is less of a debate than, you know, trying to get a dialogue out there. Yeah. On your side of the story. But mm-hmm. this is from the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs, uh, and it was written by a Pablo. It states, the alliance was formed as an antithesis to the traditional confederation of clubs to provide networking, support. And this is where, you know, the next thing is where a lot of clubs just don't tolerate because they're coming right out and saying it. They say intelligence sharing and solidarity among like-minded law-abiding motorcycle clubs. These clubs have not made, have made the decision to not have the terms of their existence dictated to them by outlaw clubs who lack the proper authority in our society. So I was wondering what you would, you know, say to Pablo at the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs. Well, I will just say this, that, uh, you know, our club is in a um, gang intelligent unit. Our club is in a a federal uh, officer uh, club. You know, mm-hmm. we're correction we're corrections officers, and you know we're out we're out to ride to have a good time, and uh, you know live and let live and ride and let ride. You know, I mean that's what we're about. Um, right. If there are clubs, if, you know, if there's if there's some gang unit clubs or fed clubs that you know we're going to do some intelligence there, and then that's what they're going to do. I mean, cops investigate crimes. You know, what are you what are you going to mm-hmm. do? Well, now my next question. Uh, would be because it's talking about the legitimacy of the Confederation of Clubs, and I don't know if you know much about it, but the Confederation of Clubs were actually put together to support, you know, against going against police profiling and laws that affect all motorcyclists. Mm-hmm. And I do not know if, uh, you know, a lot of LE clubs know why the bigger one percenter clubs actually got into the protocol ideal here. The, make, the biggest reason, and you know what, the cops should actually be happy that they got into the protocol stuff mm-hmm. because they want to make, protocol is all about making sure that clubs ain't out there making the big boys look bad. You know, they right. don't want a club out there, you know, causing all kinds of havoc because, you know, let's admit, citizens don't know the difference between clubs. Mm-hmm. So you got one little small-ass club out there, you know, causing all kinds of shit. And next thing you know, the angels or the outlaws or the pagans, Mongols are on TV and they had nothing to do with it. And right. that's really the biggest reason behind protocol. So for the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs, which is made up of police, military, uh, EMS, corrections, and all that stuff to come out to say something like that is, you know, especially when they don't know what they're talking about as far as protocol is concerned, is you know, beyond me. 
And I would think they would want to, you know, support clubs that actually say, hey, we don't want you out there causing all kinds of shit with people. Yeah, you know what? I think communication, again, like I said before, is, is the, you know, I think that's the future of all this because um, instead of having, you know, us versus them, I mean, you know, I mean, law enforcement is an occupation. Uh, mm. You know, a biker is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be uh, us versus them or, you know, especially if, if you're not a criminal organization, well, then, you know, um, there doesn't need to be all this animosity. And communication is good. And communication mm-hmm. will help with protocol. And um, so the next LEMP. Now you, now you just say, well, you not, now you just brought up the point, uh, criminal organized, you know, criminal club or criminal organization. Mm-hmm. What now? You're in uh, corrections and stuff like that. Right. What right. do you consider? You know, do you consider the Hell's Angel a criminal organization? Do you consider the Outlaws a criminal organization? You know, I, I don't know enough about those clubs to make that statement because, like I said, after I met a couple of one percenters, my prejudices, if you will, kind of changed. And, uh, you know, I consider them friends and they're not criminals at all. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know enough about their, their clubs even to mm. to make a comment, but my my feeling my my guess is that uh that most of them are are bikers you know and they're bikers first mm. and and well, most of you know, them are the you know pretty blue they're blue collar hard working guys you know yeah mm-hmm. every organization has some fuck ups uh but the fact of the matter is, and I think why, you know, maybe communication would be key for some of the LEMC clubs to talk to, but, you know, when they're coming out like uh, this Brian Erlacher or this alliance and saying, hey, you know, outlaw clubs dictate their criminal organizations, but when I can come back for everything that they try to pin on a one percenter and throw it right back at them, like, you know, hey, this guy shot somebody, murdered somebody, or blah, blah, blah. Well, here's two or three officers I can name the same day that did the same shit. So where's the, you know, where's the line between criminality then? Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, what they're talking about is um, the club existing uh, for its sole purpose of, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, making money through... um, Mm -hmm. Through criminal activity, you know, I don't know, turf wars and right. money. I mean, that's, that's, well, you're that's ta- probably what they're well, talking about. Well, they're, yeah, I can understand what, you know, they're saying, and you say there exists to make money and criminality, but you and being in New York had to hear about, uh, I think it was 10 or 12 detectives that uh, were in one of the New York units that were running the drug ring. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what, what can I say? People are people, and people are going to commit crimes. You know, no matter what their occupation, you know, what they do, mm-hmm. there's douchebags uh, everywhere, you know. Right. And law enforcement's no different. Um, there's, it's like everywhere else you ever worked. You know, you got the mm-hmm. majority of them are good people and you got a handful of douchebags. What are you going to do? Um, right. And, you well, know, you know, and I'm happy that you say that because, you know, because I know you want to get out. I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to lump you with everybody else. I'm just trying to have the conversation because mm-hmm. you're the LEMC. And, you know, 
if you want to use Motorcycle Madhouse, we'll talk about it like that, is mm-hmm. you're, let's get a conversation started. But when you got guys going out there like this Pablo, where he just writ, wrote, uh, the outlaw cold of silence is necessary to keep the lid of secrecy on the fear, intimidation, and criminal violence that is employed by some outlaw groups to control or conter constitutional freedoms that drive the law-abiding motorcycle club movement. The alliance will not stand uh, silently by while free citizens in the motorcycle community are oppressed in this way. And everybody wants to start a conversation, but how can we start a conversation with that kind of stuff coming from LEMC? Well, um, I think that, you know, whoever it is, um, whether it's the guy you mentioned or another guy, you know, they don't mm-hmm. have the uh, the exclusive uh, authority to speak for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the problem uh, with, uh, you know, you saying that this alliance is filled with, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, filled with uh, LEMCs from all over the country. And they're, like I said before, Rylan er- Brian Erlacher professes that the alliance speaks on behalf of the LEMCs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to talk about, you know, having opened up some, some real communication. If it's if it's genuine, if it's legit, mm-hmm. um, I think honesty on both sides is key, right? Exactly. Um, and uh, I think it could, you know, and, and it could get better, and it could. Uh, there doesn't there doesn't need to be the adversarial relationship if uh, if. For example, if these clubs aren't criminal organizations, you know, then mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be adversarial relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and if how they is are, your relation, how is the relationship with uh, the one percenters you know, and they already know you're a corrections club? Uh, we've had no issues, you know, we've had no problems. Mm-hmm. Have they so, come and say, hey, take off your shit, or have they come and try to rub no. it up or anything? No, so, no, nothing. Um, they haven't even tried to throw weight around. No, you know nothing. Uh, we've had no uh, negative experiences at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's key there. You know, to get out to you know your side of the community is hey, we're not having negative experiences with them. You know, they talk to us, and you know mm-hmm. they're not out there doing you know what you're saying that you're, they're doing. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, Honesty too is important. You know, if, if, if you're not a criminal organization and you're just, you're a motorcycle club that, you know, maybe has a few bad apples, well then, um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That happens, like you say, even with police. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. But if you are, you, you know, if you are, you are. Right. And, um, you know, I'm not saying, um, I'm not saying to, you know, incriminate yourself in court or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. Frank and Jesse James and the James Gang, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have said, hey, we're just uh, misunderstood horse, horse enthusiasts, you know. Part of the code is being honest, and that's on both sides, too. And um, they wouldn't put out no, you know, PR campaign or propaganda bullshit. It would be legit. And I think that the one percenters represent, they represent the American rebel, you know, they represent freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important, you know, to be genuine and, and let's let's you know communicate. Right. Well, like, you're exactly right. It's a right. bad look. 
it's a bad look on on both. If a cop lies on a witness stand or if he lies in his report or whatever, that's a bad look because he's supposed to represent truth and justice. And I mm-hmm. think that part of that Old West code, that chivalry code, is honesty. And so, like you know, let's let's be honest. Let's let's communicate. We you know we don't need to have all this propaganda bullshit. That's chicken shit, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, l- let me ask you something. You believe in brotherhood and all that, right? Yeah. Now, do you believe in brotherhood is just uh, behind uniform, or you believe brotherhood within the motorcycle community? I believe in, within the motorcycle community. Okay. I mean, it just so happens now, that that my brothers are both, you know. But okay, but, now, uh, you, 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 your brothers are both, and what I'm uh, getting at here is you're talking about the bad apples, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, I say that the same thing with the cops as uh, the bikers. But now, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. Now, if say you got real close to one of the one percenters. Uh-huh. Okay. And you got in the, you know, some, you know, you got into a jam, you know, you got in a bar fight or, you know, whatever. Does that brotherhood stop with, you know, we're at the point where your job takes over? You know what I mean? As far as, um, I don't know, I don't know exactly what you mean, but. Um, well, basically, would you back him or would you back the badge? Well, I'm a corrections officer, so I don't have, um, you know, the duty to act outside of the um, outside of the prison. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. But now, would you, you know, well, you know what I'm t- talking about? Say, one of the cops come up and say, "Hey, we need you to do this." You know, you gonna, you know, we need you to do this, and we'll, you know, help you out. You know, wherever you're, you know, whatever joint you're in. Hmm. Um. Comes complicated, not, don't it? Well, I'm not. I'm not totally following. Like, if a, I'm not totally following you, I don't want to. The cops need you to say. The cop. Oh, if, if, if they wanted me to like to to lie on a report or something to to seal a report yeah. up or something. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not doing that anyways. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially if uh, if um, it's about you know a brother or a friend or anything, you know, no way, you know. I'm, but I'm not doing that anyways because, okay. like I said, that's a bad look. You know, I'd rather have, and that's what I tell the new guys coming in. I said, you know, don't don't ever lie in the report. Just just make sure you get a, you know, get a conviction, if you will, or whatever. I said, right. You know, because then you you totally compromise your 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 integrity. It's better to have mm-hmm. the dude walk, maybe even laugh at you, but guess what? You know, he's gonna know. Well, it's a straight up guy. It's a straight up dude. Yeah, I beat him mm-hmm. this time, and if he and if he's and if he's a total douchebag, he's gonna mess up again, and, and and he's gonna get you know locked up anyways. But right. yeah, no, right. I would never, I, you know, I don't. Um, that's that's a bad look, you know. Right. I think well, it's just an interesting conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah. Peace, because yeah, like it could be someone, a conflict. Yeah. Yeah, like a conflict. Like, well, let's take this Iron Legacy uh, Club for uh, example. It's ran by, uh, you know, Dilbo Head or Lollipop, as I call him. Uh, he actually testified against his own club because he got kicked out on bad. But we're not going to go that way. But they got law enforcement in the club. Mm-hmm. And get into some shit. And this has happened before with uh, Lollipop. Uh, they 
provoke another club. There's a fight, and then next thing you know, the badges come out, and next thing you know, their buddies in blue are riding, you know, on their side, and nothing happens to them. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's really another, you know, issue <laughs> within yeah. that needs to be communicated with is, hey, if you're you're either going to be a, a club member or you're going to be a cop or, you know, you can't have it both ways. There's always that one line. And I think that's why most motorcycle clubs won't accept Leo in it is because they got a dual, you know, loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and what you're describing, too, is not only dual loyalty, but you're describing an integrity issue, you know. I mean, if somebody starts something and then wants to pull out a badge, I mean, that's, you know, th- that's just like somebody wanting to start a fight and then put on bifocals and say he wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on. You know, I mean, it's just nobody likes oh that. Oh, my God, that's the best thing I've heard since, man. That's a good, good analogy <laughs> right there. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, integrity, uh, integrity on both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's admired. And integrity is admired with the law enforcement officer, and it's admired with a one percenter, man. That, when you think about mm-hmm. it, what do you admire most about a one percenter? He's like a straight-up dude who uh, saw through all the, you know, bullshit of consumerism, and he, you know, kind of dropped out a little bit, and and he's free, you know, right? But that's integrity. So integrity is a bad look on a one percenter, and integrity, you know, lack of integrity is a bad look on a one percenter, and lack of integrity is a bad look on a on a law enforcement officer. Right, right. Well, that's good to hear that kind of stuff from you. Uh, so tell me about your club, man. Let's uh, let the audience know about your club. Let's get away from all the politics and let's get some good <laughs> shit going. Yeah, no, we um we decided to form our own club because we weren't really um, satisfied with the LEs that were out there, uh, LE, uh, LEMCs that were out there. You know, um, we all rode certain kind of bikes. We um, all kind of thought a certain kind of way. We, we, you know, during the riding season, we like to make our bike our primary, you know, means of transportation. We were, we we thought of ourselves as just uh, a little more dedicated, you know. We wanted to be a little more dedicated to a club than your average, your average riding club. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, uh, we got together and there was a lot of guys that were on the same page. And we all do the same thing, you know, for a living. And, um, mm-hmm. And what, what, drew you got my per- what, drew, what drew you personally to the lifestyle? Well, uh, just freedom. You know, um, I, once I got on that bike, uh, that was it. I was hooked, you know. Um, and uh, like I said, it's meditative therapy for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, yeah, it's, and that's how, that's how my brothers feel. And... Um, we're more, you know what, we'd like to take pride in the fact that we're kind of how the clubs were in the 40s and 50s, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We're just, we're we're about brotherhood, we're about stress relief, we're about freedom, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not about any, we don't have to, you know, politics or any of the other bullshit that's going on everywhere else. And um, we're just out to have a good time. Rock on, rock on. You guys know, party it up good. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it's we model ourselves kind of not model ourselves, but I think we're more in the mold of the World War Two post World War Two veterans, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what you know, that's what we do, and uh, we enjoy ourselves, we party, we you know, uh, it's a good time, and um, 
it, it's a it's a good bond. You know, I don't have to tell your audience that about what motorcycles can do and what the lifestyle mm-hmm. is. You know, it's awesome. Does uh, your club get involved in any charity stuff or? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we did a couple runs this year um, for charity. Uh, two different fallen officer runs actually, and um, so uh, mm. we plan on doing more. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, how's your uh, department look on the club? Because I know a lot of police departments out there and other law enforcement uh, departments look bad on the guys that are uh, in motorcycle clubs. Yeah, well. Um, we don't wear our cups, you know, in work or anything, and to our locker room or nothing. We're just, um, it's kind of an off-duty, an off-duty thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, mm-hmm. there hasn't been any conflict with the with the department. Well, that is awesome, man. That is awesome because I know uh, out there a lot of departments give they razz uh, those that are wearing colors and shit like that. But uh, sounds like yeah. you guys got it together and shit. So uh, finishing up. Uh, you got anything else out there that you'd like the audience to know? Um, something that, you know, they might not understand that you can clear up? Uh, you know, I'll give you the last couple minutes to go ahead and go for it, man. Well, no, just that, you know, um, all, all LEs aren't the, uh, LEMCs aren't the, uh, douchebags that are always portrayed in the media, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of good dudes, a lot of good clubs out there that are all just about, you know, riding and brotherhood. And, you know, we 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 join LEMCs because, you know, um, that's what, that's the life we're in and that's what we have to do. So we, we join yeah. LEMCs and, um, you know, most of them are, 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 are good dudes. Right, right. Did you uh, serve in the military at all? No, no, I did not. Uh, we have several club members that did, but I did not. Okay, cool. They did serve and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got uh, half our club probably has served. Well, you know, we thank them for the service to the country and all that stuff. You know, that's maybe one thing that everybody has in common. You know, we got vets on our side of the aisle, and you got vets on your side of the aisle. So, and maybe you're right that, you know, the conversation might need to be started, but that's at, you know, a pay grade above mine. But at least, uh, on this episode, you know, we were able to get out, uh, you know, some of our concerns, both of us, and uh, debate the issues a little bit. And uh, hopefully, you know, people run from, you know, there with it. Hopefully, you know, you yourself, uh, you know, take the reins and, you know, talk to people like this Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs and say, hey, you know, we need uh, conversation. We don't need allegations. And maybe one of these days we all come together. That'd be a beautiful thing. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, cool, man. I appreciate you for uh, coming on to the Madhouse and uh, give me, uh, you know, your side of everything. You got a club website? Uh, yeah. Um, we just uh, just telling us about telling about the club a little bit. It's uh, Filthy Screws L E M C at WordPress dot com. Okay, and that's spelled F I L I T H Y. F I L. T-H-Y, screws, S-C-R-E-W-S, L-E-M-C, at WordPress.com. Yeah, WordPress.com. Okay. Oh, rock on. Okay, you got a WordPress. How do you like the WordPress, man? 
That's free. That's what I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's easier to use. <laughs> yeah. Them motherfuckers make me pay, though. But uh, <laughs> awesome, Tom. Well, you know what? I really appreciate being, uh, you know, coming on the show and all that good stuff. And you stay careful out there. You know, keep the rubble side down and make you sure you crack that throttle wide open and have some fun. Hell, yeah. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, James. Keep up the good work. You too, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Man. All right, brother. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Bachkari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. This is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com, or Insane Throttle Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machikari. Yep, yep. Good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Your mouth all glued up with honey juice. I asked you a question. It's time for the Adventures of Butterball. A biker so fat that when he jumps on a scale, it says to be continued. Now give you the man that makes every motorcycle say, oh shit, when he comes walking towards them. This is the Adventures of Butterball. Hello? Uh, hello? Well, I mean, what, what, what's up? Well, uh, I just moved into the neighborhood, actually. I just wanted to say hello. You what? You see, I'm actually required by my probation officer to inform my neighbors that I uh, moved into the neighborhood. Okay, and why is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did some time in the joint. Uh, I just got out, actually. Okay, so why are you calling this number? I mean, don't How get scared you... of nothing. It wasn't for anything too serious. I'm not scared, believe me, but why... how did you get this number? I mean, I, I just got locked up for indecent exposure. How did you get this number? It's not a big deal, really. I honestly just have a hard time keeping my shamlam doobly in my pants when I'm out in public. Listen here, fuck boy. You ever call this phone again, I'm going to find you. I'm going to cut your fucking dick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, but, but anyways, uh, you, you got any plans for tonight? I'm going to fuck you up. I was thinking How about we could that? Hit the town maybe and get to know each other a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like just I'm going to your fuck bonding. Are you there? I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you up. Come you on. Ever call I this motherfucking phone? Shut the, shut the fuck up, you sick fucking perverted son of a bitch. You ever fucking call my fucking woman's phone again, I'm going to fucking personally find you, cut your fucking dick off, you piece of fucking shit. You ever fucking talk like that to her again, I'm going to personally motherfucking find you and fuck you up. You want to fucking stand me? No one's going to fucking talk to my fucking girl like that. You fucking got me, you motherfucker? Huh? Fuck boy, don't call this motherfucking phone again or I'm going to find you and I'm going to fuck you up. You got me? Fuck boy. Hi, this is John with Exit 27, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. 
Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Now, let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more.
this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Ballotus Throttle and Ballotus Fitness Custom Clothing Line is bringing the motorcycle and fitness culture together. Be heard and stand out in the crowd with our custom apparel and clothing. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll bring your ideals to life. We're also proud sponsors of Motorcycle Madhouse on Insane Throttle. Check us out on www.outoftheboxclothingandproductsllc.com. We have great feedback, and we'll do our best to keep it that way. Hey, riders. This is Little Brother Trucker from Storm Kicker, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our tunes? Head on over to StormKicker.com. And don't forget, ride on. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Truth group pages are the new fad in the biker community. He brings up, uh, you know, the IOTC page, which is one that I like because I like the fact that it, they expose a lot of these pedophiles, a lot of these sex offenders that are wearing patches, and everybody knows how I feel about them fucking pieces of shit, them sex offenders. I can't stand a sex offender, man. Pedophiles, none of them. I just can't stand them. They're weak-minded fucking cowards in my eyes. You know, you to, to use kids the way they do, oh my god, I can't even think about it. I'll go off on a tangent, and that's not what this video is about. But regardless, to say, yeah, I can't stand sex offenders. I think they're just weak. But they expose people like that. They also expose these pop-up clubs. They expose people that have been in five different clubs in, you know, six months' time. And those are the hilarious ones I really like laughing about. Insane Throttle don't agree with everything that's put up on there. But it's a source of information. And if every, anybody has been following me for any length of time will know, I always believe always believe in multiple sources of information that way people can see it one place go to another place get that viewpoint get the facts from all angles and then make a reasonable decision and that's important because people don't make reasonable decisions anymore they're more like sheep than anything else these days they don't have their own minds. And that's what's really scary. See, the biker scene has changed so damn much that it makes your head spin. You know, people talk about the old days. 
The old days were pretty fucking kick-ass, let me tell you. We didn't have a bunch of pompous-ass fucking pussies running around and crying about this, crying about that. This ain't right. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. It's all politically correct in the biker scene now, and you'll never get that shit from me. I was just not brought up in the scene that way. And a lot of people get uh, shocked by some of the shit they hear coming out of my mouth. You know, but anyway, it's very important to have that additional source. We just put up on Insane Throttle's main page, uh, HarleyLiberty.com. And for those that are just starting to follow us, HarleyLiberty.com is our main platform. Yes, we have the social media stuff, but our platform is HarleyLiberty.com. We are now starting to work on the social media stuff because, again, I really never got into the social media stuff, the you know, all the drama and crap. But it's a necessity that, you know, we have to have in order to grow. And right now, I'm proud as hell, we're almost at 30,000 followers. You know, I think we're at 27-something, and it grows every day. And that's just freaking awesome, guys. I really appreciate that. I think since coming back on from all that BS that went down, uh, Facebook taking down our stuff, YouTube taking down our stuff, Facebook, when we got put back up, we were at like 8,000, and, you know, we popped all the way to 27,000 so far. So that just, you know, is amazing, and I really thank you guys for that. But regardless, on Insane Throttle's page, we just, or the main website, we just made a new page. It's called Biker Related Content, or I think it's Biker YouTube Channels. It has to deal with all the biker-related channels out there. And the ones we got up there are real good ones. I watch them all the time. I really like them. You got uh, Adam Sandoval on there. You got Dibber in the Wind on there. You got Black Dragon TV on there. Uh, Fire. You got Agitated Ramblings. Uh, you got Dirty D's. Everybody's on there. And we're going to be adding a whole lot more once we uh, get a hold of them. Uh, the other channels, see if they want to get on our platform and stuff like that. And But it's a great thing, and uh, since we put that page up, the traffic that's been going through there is amazing, and that's great, because people not only get to see my viewpoint or Insane Throttle's viewpoint, but they get to see, you know, people like Dibs or Black Dragon or Andam Sadoval or Maxwell and his, uh, you know, Harley uh, videos where he does nothing but Harley videos working on bikes and stuff. So there's a whole shit ton of content out there. Use it up because you don't no longer have to worry about just going to Easy Riders anymore. You don't have to worry about just going to Outlaw Biker anymore. You got tons of sources from real people. Real people that are on the streets, real people that ride. People have tons of experience, tons of experience in, you know, in the biker community. And many people are right. Some get turned off with, you know, the different channels fighting against each other. And that sucks, let me tell you, because one channel shouldn't be beefing against the other because we're all in this shit together. But people see shit, the, you know, the different way. That's just the way life is. 
And that's always going to go on, all the drama and shit like that. You know, I know as far as Insane Throttle's concerned, somebody hits us, you're damn right, I'll come out and speak. Oh, they better have their facts together, because I always make sure we do. Other than that, enjoy those uh, platforms. Go to these YouTube pages. Go to these different social media sites. But as far as the Truth Crew pages are concerned, yeah, you got a bunch out there, and I haven't seen any other than IOTC that you know really tries to actually put the truth out there. You got many of these uh, other Truth Crew pages that are club run or supporter run, and of course they're not going to be objective in what they do. They're out there just trying to cause shit. And that's one of the problems with social media that people do not understand. And this is why Insane Throttle is so, very much so, in making sure the facts are right. Because whatever's put on that social media, because it seems to be part of everybody's lives now, can cause some real-world consequences on the street. And these pages need to know that. The ones behind them got to start knowing this. So, you know, hopefully they get more responsible. You know, the I think there's, uh, well, I'm not going to even name them, but here's a fact I, I do know. IOTC makes sure that they get a lot of background information on people the way it should be. Many people are pissed off because, you know, the amends are not known and stuff like that. But Insane Throttle Biker News can guarantee you, or how can I say it, make sure you know that these are people that were from the club scene, are from the club scene. Of course, I'm going to know some of the people that are behind it. You know, but I don't put all that shit out there. I'm not going to get into that mix. It's not my fucking job to. My job is to make sure all the biker news out there is correct. And when we fuck up, make a correction and let people know we fucked up. That's the only way you gain the trust of uh, followers or subscribers or any of that shit. So, when you see these Truth Crew pages, make sure you see, you know, read between the lines. Really read between those lines and make sure they're doing it for the betterment of the biker community and the motorcycle club community and not out there just causing shit. So, that's just my thoughts for today. I hope you guys are uh, having a good week and looking forward to the weekend. But, for that, I'm out of here, man. I'm going to go catch some fish. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. 
Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine & More. The sweetness of a maple-glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel-aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. 